welcome to One Season Wonders, a show about the miracles and missteps of forgotten television. I'm your co-host, Jeff Zuschlag. I'm your co-host, Mark Zuschlag. And today we're talking about episode six of the Fox original series, Terra Nova. Yeah. It's got cops. I'm not as it's excited got dinos. This episode. I, no. <laughs> I want to be excited, but I, I'm just not. I'm sorry. <laughs> trying, to keep, try, try, trying to keep the hype up, but this is probably like the most like unequivocally poorly done episode yeah like this is this not is not good. an episode where it's like the baseline is good but it could have been better yeah this is like no this episode was just kind of misfiring a lot uh i think for both of us yeah it it it's straight away a little bit too far from the confines that it built for itself uh yeah well, with it's its trying tropes to become, and with yeah. the character development it already had and it tried to get outside of that and it just was not working well, it's interesting because, like, uh, we had been taking the, the idea, because uh, when we were doing research for this series, it came up a lot that, like, the reason that was often cited for the show's cancellation, because it wasn't, like, a, a bomb. Like, it did not not get people watching. It just, right. uh, it wasn't satisfactory. And one of the reasons that was cited for that was that it was a show that kind of struggled to find an identity. Yeah. And early on, you and I were talking about how, like, we theorized from the early episodes that that was a... a consequence of it being sort of a family friendly show but set in an environment that isn't really conducive to that kind of like uh small uh, uh sort of clean cleanish uh family drama yeah um but now i'm starting to think that like because looking at the episodes so far it's kind of all over the map even in terms of like genre because we had like a bunch of like sci-fi kind of one-offs of like here's an interesting sort of sci-fi concept like a super virus or like a, a rare species of dinosaur that we kind of have to like, right. you know, create a solution for, um, and then this, and then the last episode was more straight, like, um, like, like they're sort of building a more uh, uh, a bigger world and building kind of the the main through line of the plot um, in sort of a traditional, I guess, drama or, or thriller sense. And then this one is like a police procedural almost, yeah. Like, which cop really dad is did, just top, cop dad shines in this episode. If you if <laughs> yeah, you didn't think there was shines. enough cop dad last episode. <laughs> If you oh thought that Cop Dad's kind of latent authoritarian tendencies were a little too subtextual in the past episodes, boy, <laughs> he brings hey, them at least out. They he comes question out those in this episode. Sort of. Sort of. Ish. They like they question them and then like don't answer the question. <laughs> no, they go right back to what they were doing. It's really frustrating. Um, but yeah, so there's still like I guess enough. Again, I don't think the show's dead quite yet. There's still enough going on here. And in fact, they still kind of allude to the larger plot in the end. They have another completely go nowhere B, B story. But this one, at least like the sort of C story with Josh is hinting at there being further developments finally. Dude, on that it's front. Chekhov's moody teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I know we make that joke a lot, but like yeah. seriously, this is like the ultimate. Uh, we're going to set up like this one small thing in this episode. And by episode 13, they're going to. It's something's gonna happen. It's gonna pay off finally. It's gonna pay off, yeah. Which, uh, at least they're setting it up. At least like, <laughs> they're letting the audience know it's gonna happen. That's yeah, yeah, I guess so. Better than nothing. Uh, anyway, so do you just want to hop into it? Yeah. Um, this thing recap. We start off with another red shirt death. They had a break yeah. last episode, and they're back at it. Yeah, yeah, they could, they um, couldn't, they couldn't keep Steel, uh, Spielberg away. He's like, yes. nope, I'm getting, I'm getting my body this time. One thing that I, the the thing that I love about this one-off death at the beginning though is, um, so spoilers. The whole, as we said, is police 
procedural. The whole thing is a murder. It's like a murder, yes, a, a murder, murder, mystery. murder mystery. Yeah, I'm quotation, quotation, quotation marks. On mystery, you can't yes. see me, but murder mystery. Uh-huh. Uh, and the beginning reminds me of like every episode of you know like Miss Marvel or uh, freaking uh, per- per- parole. Poirot, yeah. Poirot, yeah, yeah, Poirot, yeah. Or, um, oh, just to be know, clear, you said Miss Marple, not Miss Marvel. Sorry, Miss Marple. Because I heard Miss Marvel, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> One, they made a Miss Marvel TV show, and two, it's a police procedure. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the mysteries are no, quite Ms. good, Marple. actually. The uh, you yeah. know, the turns and the twists and turns are pretty good. Dude, no. though, r- real talk, I would kill for Miss Marple being on Terra Nova, <laughs> like this just like doddering old lady who knits all the time, surrounded by dinosaurs, solving mysteries, you know, by having tea with suspects until they like crack under pressure. I feel like that was the maybe an original part of this episode. They realized they didn't have, have enough time for that, so they just summed up like all the information that they discover into like little sound bites where it's like, oh, we found this data on his thing, it must mean this, rather than like going through, you know, yeah. like a full. Anyway, investigation there's yeah. a lot of problems with this episode yes <laughs> i yeah. don't want to get too ahead of ourselves but i just really <laughs> liked how this is actually the first time where like killing mcguffin kind of makes or, or like a red shirt kind of makes yeah, sense yeah. because yeah. it's it's literally like the beginning of every murder mystery ever guy yes, gets murdered yes. cue the title cut to their investigating crime yeah. scene. <laughs> well one thing though although it's kind of funny because like before i knew that this was gonna be a murder mystery it almost felt like they were killing an extra just to like like it felt so perfunctory because like most <laughs> other red shirt deaths have had some kind of like twist or some kind of like interesting like huh what's happening like oh this guy's acting like a child before he gets killed by a dinosaur right. or like oh these guys like you don't see what the dinosaur you don't see what actually kills them and there's the mystery of like the abandoned vehicle this guy literally just opens a door and a dinosaur gets, eats his face right. like that's <laughs> it it's just like there's no intrigue Dude, nothing interesting it does not eat his face it eats his torso i okay, don't know if true. they like if they're just like we're just gonna get away with this and like nobody noticed but like they're carrying you can see like when they're doing the invest the crime scene investigation again it's like yeah. a classic like you got the medical team like checking out all the blood stains and shit. Yeah, yeah. You can see like two guys carrying a stretcher, and it's just like two parts of a dude like cut in half. You can see. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Did you miss that? Oh my yeah. god, dude! You had to look at the screenshot. It's so good. It's like, uh, wait, what? <laughs> what happened to this guy? They went to the guy in charge of uh, uh, creating prosthetics and fake bodies, and they're like, "So you've seen a human body before, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure. totally. I know how these fit together." Great. Either that or somebody, right or somebody was like really upset that they had to keep things PG, which also this sort of comes in. This becomes a big problem late in the episode. Yes. But they're yes. just like, fuck being PG. We're going to make this at least TV 14. <laughs> <laughs> and they at least slid that in there. At least it's going to be implied this dude got righteously disemboweled. Well, by this yeah, time, exactly. so we can't show it, but mm, <laughs> I work so hard on these guts. <laughs> yeah, they made the guts already, and it's like, all right, we got the guts for the guy already. We're ready to go, right? And they're like, dude, it's it's rated PG, right? You know this, yeah. right? And he's like, the the, the team what? in charge of like the gory effects, like immediately, were so excited they finally got to make dinosaur murder victims because they don't get to do that very often in television. <laughs> so like, fuck yes, we're going to make so many grizzly corpses. You guys, you're going to love it and then like as soon as they're done making it, it's like oh by the way uh words came on high the show's gonna be pg and they're like no <laughs> you can't do this to us. uh but anyway so as we're as we're circling around there's a dead body it was killed by a dinosaur uh initially things look straightforward when the i guess malcolm is part of like crime scene investigation now too he doubles as that i don't know malcolm's there cop dad's there taylor's there 
Uh, and the initial read by Taylor and Malcolm, not cops, is this seems pretty straightforward. Dude got killed by a dinosaur. That happens out here. <laughs> but cop dad, cop dad listening to his cop instincts. Oh, yeah. Looks closer at the door and realizes that there are a bunch of scratch marks as well Kids, as. It's never just a dinosaur. You know what I'm it's saying? It's never just a dinosaur. Except when it is for the past few episodes. Except but when this, it is. When, yeah. when cop dad suspects it's not just a dinosaur, it's not just a it's dinosaur. It's not just a dinosaur. Uh, so he sees a bunch of uh, scratch marks on the inside, and I guess also it looks like sabotage. I don't know. It lingers on like a cut wire, and that seems to clue him off that like this wasn't Something. a random right. attack. But again, like dinosaurs have chomped on wires before, so I don't know. Dude, but those his... wires didn't have nickel in them. You know what I'm saying? I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but so I his, his cut. Co- had mentioned that <laughs> somehow. If you <laughs> if you had been like, these aren't nickel laced wires. Wait a minute. Hang on a second. I don't taste any nickel. <laughs> he just licks the wire. <laughs> oh my god. He mm. would he would though. Like he uh, would. Uh the weird vibes he gives whenever he's like acting as like a cop. I totally see him like that's in sniffing the wires. Mark my word, that's in deleted scenes somewhere. <laughs> They're like <laughs> that that's one of the alternate takes. Like, okay, do me a take a take as like a normal cop. Okay, now do me do me a take as like a cop who's a little too into the crime scene. <laughs> And, like, sometimes they use that take, as we'll yeah. see later. Sometimes they use the take where he's just a little too into what's going on. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we cut to back to Terra Nova. Josh is now actually working at the bar with German Tom, who isn't really German, but that's the way I, like, know him. Yeah, he's he's actually, actually I think he's actually Tom. supposed to be Australian, which, oh, yeah, you know that's a good point. we can get behind that. That's a, st- that's a horrible stereotype. <laughs> the Australian, of course, is the illicit scumbag. <laughs> but you know you what? It's true. It's true. scientist though. who's British, the... <laughs> Hot wife who's also British. <laughs> British, yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> mark. But she's from Chicago? The, Chicago? Yeah. Uh, and then the skeezy uh, dude. Yeah. Who's Australian. <laughs> Tom. Tom Boylan, they call him, I think is his last Tom name. Tom Boylan. Yeah. Sounds Australian. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, But anyway, so Josh is actually working at the bar now, and because I guess that's how he gets the favor done. Uh, and German Tom mentioned that there's been, of course, a complication with the whole getting his girlfriend to Terra Nova plot, uh, and Josh needs to do a favor now, which isn't really a favor, as we see. He's not really doing a favor for German Tom. It's more that, like, Mira's pulling the strings and ha- has demanded yeah. something else in the deal. Um, so Josh, Josh is, is an idiot. That's, yeah, yeah. that's this entire this is entire character basically. As as we've seen with Josh's negotiations with Guitar Man, where he just throws a bunch of junk at him and <laughs> pretends it's currency. Josh is not the greatest negotiator. <laughs> not the sharpest uh, deal maker here. He's not Mister Deals. No. Um. So anyway, they're doing the cyber uh, autopsy uh, back at the lab. Malcolm is back to being a fucking weirdo creep after after having like one moment of salient like critique about the justice system in Terra Nova. <laughs> he's back to just being a weird dude who hits on married women every chance he gets. Yeah. I gotta say, this is another moment where, like, I don't know, the PG thing is really starting to get to me because they don't <laughs> even, like, I feel like it's another... Why all this insane technology to do an autopsy? Like, I, that's that a good question. Efficient way to do think? I'm so, uh, this is a nitpick. I'm done. That's all I wanted to say. No, you're right. I didn't actually think of that. Crazy. I, was just like, I think what? you're totally right. It makes no sense why you wouldn't just like have the body there, there and like yeah. look at the body and touch the body. Instead, she has like the body projected holographically, so she can like I guess virtually poke and prod at it. It's very weird. Yeah. Uh, just... <laughs> whatever. This also the scene also it doesn't just include him hitting on her. 
Uh, It also includes um, her daughter cuts school, which she seems okay with, which I'm not okay with personally, (laughs) Uh, but whatever. Um, And then they like, they found one of the eggs to the dinosaur. Yeah, so that's egg. Malcolm's strategy to hit on the wife as he comes in and he says, hey, we found this really, like, he's like, oh, I won't bother you. Instead, I'm just going to stand kind of over your shoulder and marvel at this egg that I know you're interested in. <laughs> uh, and using that, it's an yeah. excuse for us to get really close and look at it with a magnifying glass. But it's a sci-fi magnifying glass because Christmas lights are taped to it. Uh, anyway, so yeah, as they're looking at the egg, Cop Dead comes in. We're um, dissing and- everybody this episode, goddamn. <laughs> 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 There's a lot. department, writers, director. <laughs> Uh, we haven't it made a Steven Spielberg one. joke, but we'll get to that. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so a- as you pointed out, Zoe instantly takes a liking to this egg. And I guess like the touch of a child is enough to sort of awaken the dinosaur within. Because even though Malcolm was convinced it was like a dormant egg, it starts shaking the moment Zoe takes an interest in it. And I guess it's going to hatch. And it turns out, well, can we just like... Yeah, this is another one where it's like this subplot doesn't matter. It, they they stretch this what is essentially. subplot only matters in terms of the theming they're trying to go for the episode. Is does it does it even do that? Yes. Okay. Yes, You'll have to it explain does. that to me. But let's, I let's, noticed. Yeah. All right. I noticed let's, let's what they were trying to then. do. <laughs> <laughs> this this is our for once. Moody Josh is not the throwaway plot line this time. Instead, right. or or the hot daughter. Instead, it's Zoe gets her throwaway plot line, which is she really loves this dinosaur egg, but. It's de- like deformed or something, and it's like, oh, it's gonna die. Like it's not gonna hatch. But yeah. then they do like, again, like holographic surgery on it uh, to make it not deformed somehow. Uh, which again sort of bothers me because like, isn't there like <laughs> other things to do? That is that is one thing I want to notice like, is that what? like Malcolm Malcolm takes a look at the egg and he's like, this this is again like sort of Malcolm being the adult and then not being the adult, which is he's like, he looks at this egg and he's like, okay, I see what happened. This egg, the the, the baby inside is not going to survive the birth. Like, it's just right. not going to happen. The way the baby is contorted or something, it's going to choke itself the moment it gets born. The mom probably left the egg because she knows lost cause. Sucks, but, you know, what are you going to do, nature? Like, we just got to chalk this one up to, to bad luck. I'm sorry about that. And Elizabeth's like, my daughter wants this egg to suddenly hatch. she's in the freaking pta man yeah <laughs> she's like i'm gonna put everything aside and use our considerable resources to try to save this dino and malcolm who previously i was being the adult is like oh i am so i have the hots for elizabeth so much that i'm gonna take this moment to be inspired rather than kind of put off that we're like <laughs> dropping everything in our schedule and like as we've seen in previous episodes people are getting fucked up every day at this camp like yeah. it's kind of insulting that they would drop this, everything so actually so the subplot doesn't really make sense beyond the theme that they're trying to do for the episode. Uh-huh. But it does matter in terms of, like, the problems that the show is starting to have. Yeah, Where, like, the things that happen don't match up with, like, the themes or, like, the overall story that they're trying to go for. Yes. Like, if they're trying to go for, as we'll see in the rest of the episode, how this is a harsh environment and, like, yes. people are lucky to be there and, like, resources are kind of scarce. They're putting in all their energy to, like make this colony survive you can't have this separate side story where like one of the main characters just fucks around to save a dinosaur because their daughter (laughs) is like enamored with it like instead what it should have been is a teachable moment of like to the daughter like things die and it's sad but welcome to the jungle (laughs) welcome to the jungle now go earn a living you waste space like go to school for god's sake what are you doing here fuck (laughs) 
Yeah, I I feel like that's actually a really good point. That is kind of the, the core dissonance of this of this movie. Yeah. Is it does not match up with what we're being told about the larger world. So that plot is happening throughout the episode. Yeah, I mean Just we like, can wrap it up. The yeah. dino gets born. She, if she the dino gets it. born, uh, they save it. Everyone's yeah. happy. This I will explain why this is part of the theming. Okay. Yeah. Put a pin in that. Put a pin but in that's that. that plot line. Uh, we're not going to come back to. Hang it. your hat on that. <laughs> Uh, so we get though one of my favorite cuts though, which is after the commercial break, we cut to Taylor and he goes, so how do you kill a man with a dinosaur? Which is a good question. <laughs> Excellent question, Commander Taylor, Taylor. All right. Taylor may be evil or may become <laughs> evil, but he has every single best line and scene that we have seen in this entire it's show. It's true. He sells it every time. And I love it. Uh, so excellent question. I'm glad you asked Commander Taylor. Uh, so Cop Dad has deduced from looking at the crime scene that he suspects that this was a setup. That essentially, oh, one thing we've got to mention, the blood they found on the victim did not match the dinosaur that killed him, but was in fact from a different dinosaur. Right. And so what Cop Dad suspects is that what happened, and that dinosaur that was the blood belonged to, is happens to be the killer dinosaur's favorite food. So what Cop Dad deduces is that, okay, the food dinosaur was actually just bait for the killer dinosaur, uh, the murder lured the killer dinosaur into the communications relay, trapped it there. We saw the claw, mar- claw marks of it trying to get out, and then the killer man knew that the uh, red shirt would come check out the re- the relay, would get murked by the dinosaur, right. and so, a la uh, murdered by dinosaur, ergo murdered <laughs> by dinosaur, a la that is. And Taylor's sense. like, huh interesting and starts yeah. stroking his beard <laughs> but you can kill people with dinosaurs you say <laughs> tell me more uh but yeah so it's uh i mean it's kind of a complicated plan but i guess it works out and taylor is like okay you know if the only th- sorry to interrupt but the only thing this episode is missing is at the end when they discover who the murderer is him being like i would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for this yes, cop that showed this up meddling cop. because literally he is the only guy out of like everyone at this crime scene who was like it must be murder yes like, yes the guy actually might have might have been okay with like dinosaurs man they'll they'll fuck you up they'll part get of you. me suspect yeah part of me suspects that cop dad was just trying to be useful and got lucky this time <laughs> <laughs> there are tons of backlog episodes of him being like, this was murder. <laughs> Somebody like falls off the gate and like cracks their skull and Cop Dad's like, yeah, clearly he was pushed. Clearly this is some guy is in the hospital for like, you know, a small cut. And he's like, clearly this was murder. And the guy's like, <laughs> somebody attempted it on your life. I'm alive. Like, yeah, yeah no, this I... was, I accidentally stapled my finger while I was like putting a report together. This is, uh, but yeah, so they so Taylor's like, okay, fine. If you think it's murder, let's go figure out what's going on. Cop Dad's like, great. I get to interrogate suspects. Um, so they go to Tom's bar, and this is another case of like where the show wants to say one thing, but the sort of surface elements, the the and the aesthetics kind of say the other thing, which is that Cop Dad goes to Tom's bar, and it want the show wants us to think that this is kind of that moment where the the noir moment. Where a cop shows up at the, like the CD bar, where all like the right. soldiers and tough guys hang out, and it's a bad place, and this is like kind of a risky area to be in, because it's playing like the hard rock music, and it's revealed later that there's like illegal stuff going down here, and it's run by this scumbag Tom, but it looks like a really nice cabana, like it's got yeah. gorgeous natural lighting, like everyone's having a good time. The That's drinks the kind are of like place super. Where a drink costs fifteen dollars, and yes. you're in Cancun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
<laughs> it really does. And the drinks are all, like brightly colored, so it's like mm, not really getting like a dive bar kind of feel from this, but okay. <laughs> uh, I guess this is a uh, uh, really a really tense uh, even sort of even scenario. just having like people being rowdy in the background. Yeah, would have yeah. added something. Would have added anything, basically. Yeah, true, true, scene. true. Uh, but instead, we get kind of a weird dissonant ambiance as Cop Dead meets the soldier's friends. The soldier's name is Foster. The victim was Foster. Right. Uh, so he meets Foster's friends, including Mark. Um, <laughs> Mark is one of the Sorry? friends. Which? Oh, that's true. Yeah, Hot Mark is one of the friends. Hot Mark is one of the friends. Uh, I just want to say one thing. Yeah. The other thing that cracks me up about this, the scene is pretty terrible. But the one yes. thing that cracks me up about this scene is that in right in the previous scene. Uh, Taylor is like, keep this on the down low. Like we don't yes, want. There's yes. been a murder. We gotta like, you know. Apparently, there's never been a murder on Terra. Never been a murder on Terra Nova. This is a big deal. Like we wanna, we don't wanna freak out the populace or whoever the murderer might be. Yeah. And cop dad goes and he's immediately asking questions that are like. I'm wondering <laughs> if this guy got murdered. Like he's trying to, does this guy have any enemies? Anybody who want to harm him? Yeah. And the soldiers pick up on this and they're just like, oh, you think he was murdered? And the cop dad's just like, thank you for your time and watch. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Cop dad's like, whoops. Ah, <laughs> oh, dang. Ah, oh, shit. I, you know what? I'm a little rusty. It's been a while. <laughs> oh, it's great. Uh, but yes, yeah, so the soldiers astutely pick up on that cop that is asking if anybody would want to murder Foster. The soldiers are kind of baffled, but they do mention that uh, Foster did have a lady um, that he wouldn't tell them about, a secret mistress of sorts. Uh, one kind of neat detail is that the soldiers reveal, so they all have these dog tags, and apparently the dog tags are like digital tags that are supposed to only hold the tracking device and their personal info, but soldiers hack them so that they're... Uh, that they can play music and have images on them. They become like, iPods. <laughs> basically, yeah. So that when they're on in the field, which is like, I am a sucker for the trope of like, yeah, you know, the classic cyberpunk, the streets find a use for things where like right. technology is used in ways it's not intended to be or used in ways that like kind of subvert, you know, what, what the, the makers want for it. Yeah. I like that trope, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense here. Cause it's like, wait, why do you have digital dog tags? <laughs> One, like that seems like, again, it's kind of like with a digital surgery. It's like you are inventing a way more complicated way of just doing a very simple thing. Yeah. And two, don't the soldiers have like phones? Can't they, they just to bring them with them? Yeah. Are why? Soldiers not allowed to have, I mean, this just, uh, like increases the theory that Taylor is like a fascist true it's true, gonna true. become even more of a fascist like as the <laughs> show goes on so maybe it kind of works in that way yeah maybe it does in a way. uh but yeah, so they Taylor won't let us listen to music he says <laughs> that's degenerate art wait what right. yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> taylor says that the only music we should have is is our the rhythm of our heartbeats as we uh, <laughs> execute another kill <laughs> it's kind of fucked up but you know he's a good commander i guess the only commander by the way, we live in a police state. Uh, <laughs> Does anybody else notice this? <laughs> uh, so, but they they suspect that that is going to be the lead, is that they want to talk to the mistress. Um, so they eventually do go. Oh wait, no, actually, first they they need to identify the mistress. So they have to find uh, Foster's dog tags, which have been eaten by the dinosaur. This is another bizarre choice, and it just again it just affects like the whole world. Where yes. they don't kill the dinosaur, they stun it. Yes. They do this long chase. They stun the dinosaur, and then the medic performs like stomach surgery to like yeah. take the thing out. Apparently, they like 
suggests that she stitches the dinosaur back together. Yeah, and sends it on its way, I guess. And sends it on its way, because they're, cause they're like, oh, we're going to kill it. It's like, no, like, uh, Lieutenant, oh, what's her name? Washington. Washington is like, one of the best medics ever. She stitched me up, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, And yeah. it's like, wait, wait, I'm so confused. You're in a life or death, like, tangle fight yes, with dinosaurs yes. on the regular, and you're going to, like, not kill this one yeah, that yeah. ate a person. Like, this dinosaur... Like even in the real world, if like yes, an alligator yes. eats a person, we generally kill the alligator. Yes, yes. Yeah. Human flesh is tasty. We don't want that word spreading about that. Otherwise, <laughs> we're all doomed. We don't want the animals to figure out that we're yeah, delicious. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It, it's also it's just like we talked a bit a little bit about the hiding gore, but apparently the same double stand like the, it's kind of a double standard because it doesn't apply for dinosaurs. Because Washington comes back from, like, her, her battlefield surgery on this poor dinosaur and is, like, which I don't know, like, okay, I guess they have dinosaur anesthetic, but that dinosaur does not seem like it's fully out because its claw is moving as she is, like, performing yeah. surgery. And she comes out just covered in viscera, and she's, like, I found this piece of, like, the uh, relay. I found this, Some, the dog tags. I found the bait it ate. ate. Like, I rearranged <laughs> its organs a little bit. Like, I think this might be a kidney. I don't know. I was just kind of fucking around. Also, Washington, there. that's gross. We didn't ask for any of this shit. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, I took its lungs as a trophy. Oh wait, we want to save it? <laughs> nah, that'll probably be fine. Uh yeah, it probably would have been more humane to just put the dinosaur down, honestly. It also uh, just would have made like just thematically and like world building sense if like they just killed the dinosaur because dinosaurs yes. are dangerous and they're fighting dinosaurs. Like I just yeah. don't I don't Yeah, it goes back to what you were saying. We're like this. Yeah, it's go back, it goes back to what you were saying, which is that so much of this show's stakes rely on this being, like, a hostile environment. But yeah. if you have the luxury to, like, trap the man-eating dinosaur and perform surgery on it <laughs> in the middle of the jungle, like, mm, you're probably doing okay. <laughs> like, in modern well, time, While one of your best doctors is, like, fixing a baby dinosaur, basically, yeah, back in the yeah, lab. exactly. Like, in real life, in modern times, performing surgery on a wild, a- dangerous animal like impromptu in the jungle would be like a really tense like even in like like even in current civilization if this was like in the middle of the prehistoric times like yeah it's like uh, what are you doing yeah uh anyway so but they get the dog tags and wash uh washington recognizes the woman whose photo is on them and it is uh, a lady who works at the best hall so they go and interrogate her, and she is given, like, again, this is, like, the noir episode. She's given a real, like, femme fatale kind of impression where she's like, oh, I suppose I see a lot of people around the mess hall, <laughs> but I can't be bothered to remember a face, officer. Uh, <laughs> so bad. Uh. Uh, uh, but it turns out that the flaw in her story is sitting right behind her this whole time, which is that uh, Cop Dead clocks, I guess they hung the certificate certifying that they won the lottery to go to Terra Nova and it looks like something an intern put together in Microsoft Word. Yeah. Uh, I actually didn't know what the fuck that was when I was watching it. And so Because it's so random, it doesn't make any sense. Because yeah. it's like a framed photo of what looks like a certificate you print out to give to elementary school kids. And Cop that is it like, was made oh. in Microsoft Word. It really was. And Cop that is like, oh, I see that that's your lottery uh, winning announcement for your husband, who I guess she has. Uh, and I deduced, therefore, Dude. that... I'm what? sorry, this scene also... I, I shouldn't have interrupted you, but the scene is one of the gr- <laughs> best lines 
Okay. Well, you, you'll tell show. me what it is when we get to it. Okay. Uh, so Cap Dad is like, I deduce, therefore, that because you have a lottery certificate hanging up that be- belongs to your husband, I deduce that you were married to your husband only so you could come to Terra Nova and that you then cheated on him with the soldier. And it's like a lot of conjecture, but we're led to believe that Cap Dad is on the money because then the husband arrives. He's like, hey, honey, what's what's going on? Oh, there are <laughs> cops here. Great. I have a fantastic idea for what I'm going to do, uh, which is and the husband's name is Harold or Henry. Henry yeah. Nonnery, I feel like. I Harold or Henry Harold. Nonnery. Harold Nonnery, yes. So Harold Nonnery comes in and he says, hey, what's up? Uh, and Cop Dad's like, oh, we're just investigating your wife because uh, she might have a connection to the dead soldier. And Harold's like, hell yeah, she has a connection because she was cheating on me with him. <laughs> That's why I killed him. Uh, and Cop Dad's like, oh, all right. There, there's our perp. We got him. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Which easiest. Was, it's like... Uh, what it's if only real life were that way <laughs> basically absolutely i mean the thing is though is that this is like they're clearly setting up this to be a false confession because yeah. it is so just he walks in and his second word to the cops is i killed them and i would do it again if i got the chance and it's uh, they're really not uh trying too hard to make this bluff yeah. but what was what was the greatest line you were talking about okay so i was i just watched it to make sure i had it right which is okay the line so he makes the accusation of like, I think you're cheating on your husband and he only came here because of the lottery, blah, blah, blah. And she replies, I'm a married woman. You can't just come in here and start making accusations. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. That is pretty good. Which like, I sort of agree with the second part of that, which is like, I have a right to due process. But the first part is not related at all to that yeah, right that's to due true, process. That's true. Well, because also it's like, yeah, that you're, you are married. That's why Cop Dad's making that making accusation. That. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, didn't you know it's Terra Nova law? It's another one of Taylor's weird loopholes where he's like, <laughs> if somebody successfully gets married in Terra Nova, can't do crime. And has a no baby such thing as crime. to <laughs> replenish our supply of soldiers. <laughs> to ensure the propagation of our species <laughs> and then continued dominance of the human race. Uh, uh, Taylor, you sound, you're kind of freaking me out right now. Uh, what? Oh, sorry, I was... Somewhere else. Uh, anyway, uh, can't do crime. Uh, but yeah, so. By the way, uh, do you like my new mustache, Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> it's really tiny. It's like one of those uh, uh, pencil thin. Uh, not pencil thin. Uh, fuck, I messed up the joke. <laughs> what is a Hitler mustache called? Is it just called a Hitler mustache? <laughs> I think at this point it's either called a Hitler mustache or a Charlie Chaplin mustache. I guess. I thought it was like a toothbrush mustache. I don't know. Oh, I think that might be actually what it's called. I call it my flavor saver. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Right, all that stuff you said before, Taylor, was kind of weird, but now that's just disgusting. No. Yeah, you're really off the rails now, man. Uh, anyway, so Harold Nonnery confesses, and even though it is clearly all a setup, uh, Captain Ed is like, <laughs> Captain takes him to interrogation, and this is one thing where, like, I don't know what is happening with this scene because Captain. So, so Harold is like. I did it. I murdered him, and it was great, and I loved that I murdered him. And Cop Dead comes in, and he Tell slams- Tell me the truth. Tell me you yeah, did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cop Dead slams the chair down, like, super hard, and looks really pissed, and is like, yeah, you think you're so fucking smart? Well, then explain to me how you did it. And then Harold Donner is like, uh, but I, I followed him, and I um, I knew he would he would be there, so I, I put the dinosaur in the place he would be, and that is how I committed the murder. And then Cop Dead's like- Mm. <laughs> yep that checks out and it's just instantly like yep nope totally i buy it 100 percent." they wanted to have the noir like questioning scene but the dude yes. already like confessed, confessed. So yes yeah. <laughs> captain like punches him and is like tell me the truth and he's like i did i told you i did it 
Uh, yeah. Again, the cop dead being a little too into it. Like, okay, buddy, we get buddy, it. This whoa. is your first real like act as a cop in this in this environment. But you are really like you don't have to you don't have to go all like hard boiled on this guy. This, it's okay. I think the actor has wanted to be a cop dad for a long time. Yeah. And finally got <laughs> <Yeah>. the role. <laughs> got the like, pitch. They're like, we got this great script. Uh, it's about a family who uh, leaves the future to go start a civilization anew in a land populated by dinosaurs and sci-fi intrigue. And he's like, Mwah. and they're like, and you get to be a cop. And he's like, sign me up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Finally. Uh, but yeah, so cop dad accepts this story hook line and sinker even though harold is clearly just bullshitting there is kind of a nice moment where they um give harold like a moment of kind of humanity honestly like harold and the mess hall lady whose name i've already forgotten because they rebecca rebecca they like harold and rebecca are the most kind of human characters they're idiots but they're the most (laughs) human characters kind of in this in this episode uh because harold gets kind of a nice moment where he talks about like yeah when i got the like, I'm not an idiot. I know that, like, when I got the lottery, like, people instantly just wanted to be my friend and wanted to, like, get with me because, like, clearly I got the golden ticket out of right. Hell World. Uh, but despite that, I felt there was a connection with Rebecca, and I loved her so much that I put that out of my mind, and we came here, and you know what? That's – if I did it for her, that's okay. And it's like, okay. There's It complicates, like, the trope of, like, the oblivious, like, older husband who right. has the conniving wife. Like, it should. Yeah, yeah, it shows that like he's he's a little self-aware and it's kind of tragic in that way. Also, if it weren't already obvious that this guy didn't do it, it's obvious right, cuz yes. he's like <laughs> he's an he's a good dude. He's just an old yeah, he's just an old dude, you know, who's just yeah. trying to live his life. Mhm. Mhm. Uh so Taylor reviews the confession footage and also seems completely convinced. Um he gives <laughs> he gives a speech with uh uh a uh, cop dad where he's like extremely upset that there was a murder here and that a soldier died and this is something that kind of runs through the episode that we're kind of come back in uh, we're going to come back to during a really prolonged scene that didn't have to be there but just know that they are really leaning into like the tragedy of this whole situation which could work yes in a but different we're gonna show get to we're in gonna a different get to time that. yes i just want to point out because i totally agree with you it falls so flat now mm-hmm. but like the idea and again the theming is like not a bad idea. Yes, correct. The idea that like Taylor has seen a lot of death, but there is something that rankles him about uh, humans kind of falling back into old habits yeah. or old vices. Or just like from... I think it's also an, an interesting like uh, you know an idea of like you form a community and that trust in this community, especially one that's like supposed to be on the you know on the brink of starvation or like yeah yeah to survive like when that trust is broken like that can be. That's a very interesting thing to examine, like not just in science fiction, but, you know, throughout history, different yeah. communities that have, you know, exo- been exiled and have formed together or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, something could be there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so, meanwhile, Josh finally gets kind of his uh, uh, his marching orders. And he discovers that in order to bring uh, his girlfriend back to the past, uh, he is going to have to meet with Mira, the dastardly leader, uh, the not so dastardly leader of the Sixers. Yeah, she's okay. She's fine. She hasn't really <laughs> done anything bad yet. How's Mira? She's fine. <laughs> she's fine. She's okay. Uh, so Sky, aka Princess Michelle, is uh, surprised that Josh would do this to go for his girlfriend, and Josh drops some really fucking dark, yeah, knowledge about the future. Holy hell. 
which I appreciate, but again, kind of comes out of nowhere considering how this series has been going so far. They just don't have enough built up. They didn't do enough work. Yeah. Like, the yes. only thing that we saw of, like, the world is that it's, like, cyberpunk shitty. But, like, seeing, like, how the society functions or seeing how people interact, like, we don't we don't see any of that. So yeah. he just drops this bomb that, like, all my classmates have been, like, committing suicide because there's no hope. And it's like, whoa, whoa. Holy shit. I guess you have a reason to be angsty. Holy fuck. Yeah. You just right. said that I, earlier. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> why did you say this before? God, now I feel like a dirt jerk. Yeah, like, why, Dude, why was Josh. It- for the first couple episodes, instead of just being kind of weirdly pissy about your dad being around for no reason, like you had a legitimate reason to be kind of upset about upset, this whole yeah. situation. Like that is dark shit that he's like, yeah, teenagers are committing mass suicide because <laughs> they're they they because they, they, it's that bleak. And he's terrified that his girlfriend is going to succumb to hopelessness. Like, holy shit, my dude. Yeah. This is like this is way more than just oh I miss I miss my girlfriend she's so smart it's like I am terrified because there is no hope <laughs> like whoa <laughs> damn nihilism has taken over the world and yeah and it can be backed up <laughs> by yeah. the current state of the world and it's got a body count yeah like Jesus woof All okay right, Josh, so goddamn. and then right after that we get an extremely prolonged military funeral for the soldier who died which is again really bugged me could really work. bugged me. Could work. Could work. Could work. But it work. doesn't because a a mil a scout like a handful of scouts die every single episode. <laughs> every episode opens with five more people getting killed by dinosaurs. What I kind of wish they had played that same clip <laughs> every time when a soldier. Every time died. I saw, after every cold open, we get the title sequence, and then there's a long military funeral. It's, before and it's they the exact on. same one. They didn't have the budget yes. to reshoot it, so it's the exact <laughs> same one. No matter how many soldiers died. And each time it ends with the wife being like, that was so touching. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so it's uh, so, yeah, this gets back to it where it's like it's there's a really big friction happening where it's like we're being told that the death of this soldier is a big deal. But it doesn't make sense on like a couple fronts, which is one soldiers die literally all the time here. Like when they first found the body, Taylor was like, yep, a dinosaur death <laughs> like <laughs> happened again. Yeah. So like all this pomp and circumstance. Dude, if you die this, by a dinosaur, you don't get a military funeral, okay? Yeah, I get. Yeah. Die like a bitch. They throw you into a hole with the others, <laughs> and you're left with exactly. the carrions. It's you're, just you're, that's you're, just the way it is. You're thrown into Steven Spielberg's feeding pit, uh, and your bones are never recovered. Uh, but no, apparently it's it's a big, and it's this weird thing where like so what Taylor was upset with earlier was that it was a betrayal of trust and murder but the way it's being played is the tragedy is that a soldier died yeah which is not the tragedy if anything you would think that the way you would show that the community is really wrestling with this is if they turned on the suspect although i guess he's a i can't can't tell if at this point he's still a secret suspect or is he has it been like widely known that this dude is a is a murderer i think i think he's a secret suspect i don't know but i totally agree with you i hadn't thought of that but it it this scene um well, I guess we still uh, cop dad. Oh wait, no that that uh that conversation happens after. It's right after this. Yeah. Yes. Well, okay, so there's two scenes back to back. There's one where they're taking the soldier away to be buried, and it's yes. way too long. Doesn't really make sense. It's just not that great. Yeah. Of an idea, given what they've done in the past of the show so far. Right. Right. Uh, and then there's another scene where um, you know, Taylor hands down his judgment. On this dude, yeah, because he's yeah, just your ex- executioner, and it's just like you confess to the crime, I'm gonna exile you. Um, 
which again so one before in the previous scenes he was like now i have to make one of the hardest decisions i've had to make in yes the yeah is whether exile this guy which again like i just want to stress that like these ideas aren't bad like this all could work yes and i'm yes. stressing this because it just makes the disappointment that much more profound <laughs> because yeah i was yeah. like oh i kind of like what they're doing and like it sort of humanizes taylor because it shows that like he kind of cares about this community and like amongst all the decisions that he's had to made one where he directly has to like kick somebody out of the community yeah for committing this crime that is just awful like that's a very interesting addition to taylor's character yeah, you can yeah. play with that later as he obviously becomes more evil all that other stuff yeah um so he exiles the dude and in this scene people are like questioning him openly like oh you're gonna exile yeah. this guy that doesn't seem fair but i really like your take a lot better which is they, if they wanted to play with like the community trust aspect they definitely should have played up more with like everybody just wants this dude out yeah basically yeah. It's, it's kind of all over the map like i really it's not quite sure and i think it's because the show doesn't really know where it wants to put the emphasis of this situation because the show is kind of floundering yeah because again i feel like it's this thing where these noir tropes and these these uh, larger community tropes in a vacuum work but you can't just inject them into this show that has a history and an established world and established rules and not expect there to be kind of some weird inconsistencies yeah. and I almost feel like the show is is uh this episode is floundering to make those consistencies work so it kind of swivels how it wants to play certain thematic elements and how it wants to play certain like emotional beats in a way that like it doesn't create a consistent rhythm it's just kind right. of all over the map um but yeah so immediately following the funeral uh before prior to the exile <laughs> Copdad and Elizabeth have a crazy conversation where Copdad's like, uh, where Elizabeth's like, what's going to happen to this dude? And Copdad's like, well, either he's going to be exiled, spoiler warning, that's what happens, or <laughs> Taylor's going to commute his sentence and just imprison him. Elizabeth's like, well, I sure hope that he just gets in prison because it would suck to, because exile is basically a death sentence. And Copdad's like, yeah, but it's, I think he should be exiled. And also it's great that we can just do this to him because uh, frontier justice, he literally, she literally Big says fan. like, yeah, because she, because Elizabeth's like, it's kind of like, we can't sent this dude to death all we have is like his confession there's been no investigation no trial no due process nothing and Captain's like yeah which is awesome right <laughs> you know how much like, trouble i had with lawyers and stuff yeah, he literally says world. like this is way better than the system we had back in chicago which is like whoa whoa my dude cop dead basically comes out and it's like due process is bullshit i should be able to like exile and kill whoever he, i want to he also makes a really bad argument because in the yes he says the system back home was garbage the new frontier system is perfect and then he justifies the frontier system by saying oh well jail back home was so bad like this guy has yeah. it so easy it's like no, yeah. no you should you should be like the jail was wrong yeah yeah so Cop like exiling somebody is also therefore yeah yeah wrong. yeah Copted's argument Copted's argument basically boils down to in the in the future jail sucked and also a lot of criminals could i guess because the thing he cites is he doesn't come out the show doesn't want him to come out and say due process is bullshit so instead <laughs> he kind of hand waves it and says uh what sucked about the future was that people could buy their way to freedom basically by hiring lawyers and like tying up the courts which you know uh, it's true that like court corruption is a thing and that like money it is true that the richer you are the harder it is to actually like punish you for wrongdoing right but the problem isn't due process the problem is like money in the court system basically yeah. like that's not the problem but cop dead kind of conflates the two and says the only alternative to a corrupt court system is 
like Dirty Harry style justice. <laughs> uh, and also, the thing about Dirty Harry style justice is, despite it being a death sentence, it's way better than prison back in the place where we no longer are. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, you're not going to send him back to go. Oh, it's so it's so dumb. And Elizabeth is like, haven't you ever considered that maybe this dude confessed for like he didn't actually do it. He was confessing to protect somebody. Like, do you think that maybe in history there have been false confessions, Captain? And Captain is like, I, I, I never. Uh, uh. Dude, he does have a moment of recognition where he's just like, he just like, turns to the side yeah, and yeah. Him, and he's like, oh, huh. wait, wait, people would lie, lie? to a cop. <laughs> Like, maybe this is why the court system never worked for him, is he kept bringing in people, and the judge was like, you can't keep doing this. There's no evidence. You just believe everything he says. Uh, but yeah, so Cop Dead has a weird moment of, a weird epiphany where he's like, oh yeah, maybe just like one confession and death sentence isn't such a great way to run a court system. So he chases the dude down. Yes. So after the, the, after the dude has been exiled, uh, uh, he's sent out with, I mean, to his credit, he gets a machine gun in a back check in a backpack. Yeah. Um, but he's sent out to make his own way into the jungle and a cop dead tracks him down and does a really weird smarmy routine where it's like 50, 50, whether he's going to help this guy out or he's going to like kick him in the balls and leave him to die. Yeah. He's just like, Hey, you're old and weak. And <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, it sucks and to be lie in the to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so upset. <laughs> yeah. He's doing this really weird. He's like playing good cop, bad cop as himself. He's like, Oh man, it really, really sucks that you're, uh, you're out in the jungle here. I bet you were hoping that, uh, Taylor would commute your sentence. Tell me what you know. Uh, and so essentially he gets it out of this dude that like, yep, the dude's like, yep, my confession was a fake. And Cop Dead's like, I believe you here as well. Because I think my wife killed yes. the dude. Yes. Howard says that he thinks that uh, uh, his wife was the murderer, so he lied to protect her. And Cop Dead's like, well, I'm not going to examine like my role in this whole <laughs> fuck up. I'm just going to bring you back to the camp. <laughs> I will have no self-reflection whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> this will not cause me to question my convictions or this situation one bit. Instead, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, which is to flaunt the law in every possible way. This scene when he brings back the dude, though, uh, is the realest scene. It so, is. Again, again, like Taylor just has the best scenes because he's, he's fucking pissed off. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, I just like put my entire reputation on the line by like, exiling this dude. Because I'm the judge or execu- executioner, and now you are showing how broken the system is yes, like in yes. front of everybody. What it's... the fuck is your problem? Yes. Okay, so really quickly, I want to get to that scene because that scene is just like the real crux of why this episode doesn't work or one yeah. of the big reasons. One of the big reasons. Um, but so Howard comes back. Ha- Cop Dad smuggles Howard in by giving him a hoodie. Uh, and they come back into the camp, and uh, Cop Dad reunites Howard with uh, his wife, Rebecca, and Rebecca reveals that I didn't kill him either. And when Which Howard is reveal- take her at, a, at her word. Yes. Because again, guess. like people can't lie. Cop dad forgets that people can lie like immediately after yes. being lied to initially. Yeah, yeah. He needs Elizabeth to constantly remind him that <laughs> like people can lie. And Cop Dad's like, oh, that's right. <laughs> Cop Dad from now on just has like a sticky note on the inside of his palm. He just writes on his palm at all times, people can lie. People can lie. It's like a weird version of Memento where he has to keep reminding himself <laughs> that like people are dishonest sometimes. Uh, but yeah, so he brings Howard back and Howard tells his wife i lied because i figured you killed him and i want because i knew you broke things off with foster so i figured you killed him and the wife is like no i didn't and they kind of have this moment where they both realize that like they both are kind of in love with each other still and like she's moved that howard would exile himself to protect her and cop dad's like this is great and then cop dad goes to taylor (laughs) taylor's like what the fuck are you doing 
one moment you're like, this is a murder. The next moment you're like, I found the murder. And the next moment you're like, it's a different murder. <laughs> and like, I can't keep up with your bullshit, cop dad. What the fuck? Uh, I love that. I love that scene. That okay, scene but- made the episode for me because it, it, no, 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 no. Uh, don't get me wrong. The reason why I love that scene is because it shows like how not self-aware, but also self-aware the show is because like in this situation, it is totally justifiable that Taylor is pissed off. Yes. And like, but the thing is, it's sort of like, it puts Taylor in a, in almost like a good light. You think so? uh, All right. Here's the problem. Yeah. It never wrestles with this idea that like Taylor ultimately can decide who lives and dies in this community. Yeah. And this hasn't been a problem in the past, even though like, as the show goes on, like he has records of everything and what everybody is doing. Like he, like this is a police state and it just hasn't been a problem because there hasn't been like a murder. There hasn't been any big social like problems that would, you know, be like, wow, maybe we should have like laws and a constitution (laughs) that should be followed rather than relying on the rules of this one guy. Um, So they never like grapple fully. They like throw hints at it with like Elizabeth bringing up like, maybe this guy should get a trial or, you know, in the previous episode where the guy makes the point of like, Hey, this guy should have a lawyer. Yeah, we don't have yes. those here. That's not good. They throw hints at it, but they, but like all the episode always always ends with like they got the bad guy anyway, so who cares? Right. Yes. Yeah. And so like it never. On the one hand, as Taylor empathizing with Taylor, you would be pissed. Yes. You would be angry. On the other hand, this should show. Like, this scene should show just how fucked the system is. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. how little Taylor realizes that the system is fucked. That's that's the thing, is that, like, it, it, like I empathize... Like, I'm with Taylor in calling out how stupid Cop Dad is, <laughs> is behaving and how bad this whole situation is. But the problem is that, that, like, Taylor never takes that extra step to be like, oh, actually, like, maybe I'm at fault. Nobody ever says, no, no, like, no, that's I'm at saying. fault. Nobody ever saying. says, I'm at fault. Yes. Everyone, like, never self-reflects yes. in this. And that's what I'm saying. Which would be fine if if the show shows that, like, this is a problem. Yes. Like, the yes. fact that Taylor relies so much on this idiot to, and then <laughs> makes decisions by himself that determine the lives of the populace, this is a problem. But it never grapples yes. with that. It's just like, oh, Cop Dad was an idiot. Like, he was tricked. Oh, that's yeah. so Cop funny. Cop Dad messed up, but he's going to make it. Don't worry. Yeah, Everything's yeah, exactly. going to be okay. Like, they never yeah. do that. That's what I was trying to say. Like, they never do that examination of, like, and, and again, like, Cop Dad and Taylor don't need to examine the system themselves. Yes, yes. The show just itself is like a meta thing needs to like provide yes. some criticism or show that like the system has failed and there are consequences. But it just yes. never it never gets to that point. Yes, you're right. Yep, absolutely. Uh, totally agree. Yeah, my notes for this scene is just in all caps. This is why we have a legal system because <laughs> just having two guys decide everything just based on what they're told by yeah. the suspects is a bad way to do business. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so they send, um, oh, one thing that the mess hall lady revealed was that, uh, Foster was kind of an asshole and that's why she broke it off with him. And the reason he he was being an asshole. Yeah. It's that he was gambling. He had a ton of gambling debt debt, and that always made him irritable and and made things. It's another very noir thing to do. Actually, It is. It really is. Again, this is, this is a noir episode. So, uh, they realize that the gambling is going down in Tom's bar in German Tom's bar. (laughs) Oh Yeah. Is oh, yeah? it gambling you can play in all my kinds bar? of crazy games? <laughs> if the soldiers want to play cards, what am I to do? <laughs> it is not illegal to play the games of chance. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, so they but send. But it is a, actually. It is. It legal, actually is. It's high, that's illegal in Terra Nova. Um, so they send a bunch of soldiers to talk to German Tom, uh, and Josh is there too, looking guilty as fuck when his dad storms in and finds him working at the skeevy bar. Uh, but a really nice arrest- skeevy bar. <laughs> yeah, a really skeevy in quotation marks. Um, so Cop Dad's upset about this and is like, "We'll talk about this later." But they arrest German Tom, and Taylor reveals, and this is another thing of like, "Okay, wait." <sighs> How the fuck is shit running this in this colony? Because Taylor's like, I've been waiting to put you behind bars for a while, Tom, and now finally I have like an excuse. And it's like, you can kind of do whatever you want, Taylor, as we've seen. Like this is kind of weird that like it need you needed this excuse yeah. to like bring in, but whatever. So they arrest uh, German Tom and they bring him in for interrogation. He has the worst legal defense ever, which is it would be very easy. For him, and this is where I thought it was going, like that little impression I did. What I, where I thought it was going is they're like, listen, we've been told and we have evidence to believe that soldiers are playing, are gambling in your establishment and that you take a cut. And Tom begins his defense by saying, yeah, so the soldiers play cards in my bar. And I thought what he was going to be, be is like, but, you know, I can't like, how am I to know if it's gambling or not? Like, I, it's not my job to, to crack down on this. They're yeah. just using my establishment. But instead what he says is, yeah, soldiers gamble in my bar. And yeah, I take a cut. <laughs> it's like, no. Oh, wait just... a minute. No, wait. That's totally illegal. I'm not supposed to do that. <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah, take it. I get a little bit of the money from their gambling. Oh, yeah. oh no, I'm not supposed yeah, to yeah. do that. He's, he's like, yeah, they're gambling. Yeah, I take a little, a little something for myself. But it, this is not illegal. And they're like, no, actually, like, that's that's the definition of oh, of oh yeah it's it's illegal yeah you say <laughs> uh but no instead his defense isn't to just deny it instead his defense is if you arrest me or shut me down the soldiers will be mad because my place is the only place where they can like loosen up i guess and everyone's just like no oh, man he's, he's he's got a point uh he's i guess has like pull with all the soldiers because like i there's think no... again i actually think this would work if the bar was shown to be a den of scum yes it would but instead they soldiers just kind of hanging out yeah like (laughs) it does not seem like he provides a really essential service like the soldiers can just gamble not in a bar like i don't yeah oh i don't know uh anyway so that but they what cop dead reveals is that okay well even we i don't quite understand the through line here but cop dead is like fine so you won't confess i guess because they're they're trying to pin the crime now on german tom Right, they're like, they, you killed him. And German Tom's like, what? No, it wasn't me. <laughs> I am innocent. I am innocent. Uh, so instead they say, we have, we know that you keep financial records in a book. Uh, so all we have to do is find a that book, book. A paper book. A paper book. Which. Off the line, off the grid. They still, <laughs> this guy's a madman. <laughs> it's, again, this weird thing where it's like, y'all, it seems to make sense why you would use paper like in the jungle, right? Because like, surely <laughs> your network isn't the most stable thing. You got so trees like, everywhere. You make yeah, paper from trees. I don't every, know. Every episode begins with one of your power relays going down. Like you would <laughs> think that you would want some sort of hard copy, whatever. But they're amazed that he keeps paper records of his finances. And if they find that, they theorize they'll be able to tell who killed Foster because either Foster owe them a lot of money or they'll owe Foster a lot of money. I forget which. Right. Uh, no, but no, they no. suspect uh, that that's they how they owe Foster a lot of money. They want to wipe their debt. Yes, yes. They suspect that that's how they'll figure it out. Um, so they send more soldiers to... Uh, oh, so they, they they go back to look for the ledger. Um, and they can't find it. They can't find it. And then is it Hot Soldier who comes down with like yep. a little bit of blood and is like, he got away. He got away and he had help. Yes. And it's like, yeah. what? 
yeah. this actually sort of tricks the audience too because you're like oh shit because he's the he's the snitch to the to the sixers like maybe this maybe this episode will actually lead to some plot development yeah but no. kind of but tom like here's the thing is it's not it's again not a really good bluff because hot soldier does not sell at all that this was like he was in a fight and and boylan managed to get out because he comes in and he's got like a single trickle of blood out of his nose and he's like trying not to smile and he's like he got away guys i don't know <laughs> <laughs> he just bursts out laughing yeah yeah exactly he's he like got oh, away. you should have seen it it's <laughs> yes, crazy he got away <laughs> that's what happened uh yeah, so they take off to try to find uh, where where German Tom has gone. Uh, they're racing, racing, racing through the uh, the jungle with another soldier. Who do we ever get his name? Some, maybe I think we he's get some his other. Name. I don't remember. Another yeah, hot soldier. He, he's yeah, he's some other grunt. He was Foster's friend. So they're out with Foster's friend combing the jungle for for Tom. They radio Washington, and wouldn't you know it? But Tom is actually right next to her. Just kicking back, eating some snacks, and just looking, looking great, looking, having a great time. Oh yeah, you will work together to capture this. And oh that, yeah, uh, I'm glad you bought me some schnitzel and schnapps. <laughs> it's good. When, Have uh, when you ever the... seen the movie M? It's great. It's one of the first murder mystery it's, movies. You know, it's my favorite next to the <laughs> the cabinet of Doctor. Oh fuck! I damn it. <laughs> my German cinema uh, course in college is failing me. Caligari, Caligari. I forget which now. one. It's the famous, the famous German uh, uh, piece of surrealist horror. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna look it up now. Yeah, Caligari. I was right, but I psyched Caligari. myself out. But being the proper like, joke in that context was, yeah, it's right next to Triumph of Seville. Well, <laughs> I didn't want to make him a movie. Nazi necessarily, but yeah, I guess he's a Nazi. I'm guy. going there. Yeah, you're I'm, going and there, and we can because <laughs> our family's German, so it's fine, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Just to remind uh, you. Yes, but anyway, so. Um, so we're led to believe at first that maybe, oh, shit, maybe Tom has Lieutenant Washington in his pocket, too. And this is a ruse, like, to take out Taylor and Cop Dad. But instead what happens is the moment Cop Dad and Taylor step out, Taylor's like, you know what? I don't think that we're going to find Tom out here. And the reason that we're not going to find Tom out here is that this was actually a ruse to capture. You're on candid camera. Yeah, to capture laughs. Foster's friend, the other soldier who <sighs> help me make sense of this. Because what happens is Taylor says, Tom, okay, Tom didn't actually escape. We faked Tom's escape to bring you, Foster's friend, the actual suspect, out here. And now what I'm going to do is say, hey, did you do it? And the soldier says, the suspect says, no. So Tom says, I say you did. Then punches him. Taylor says, and then, I say you did. I know. Yeah, you Taylor did. says, I say you did, suspect. And then punches him, beats the crap out of him, and then reveals that he knew that the guy had the ledger on him all along. How yeah, they this, never, they never, there is a deleted scene somewhere where, like, they discover that this guy is the one who did it, and they never explain how they knew that this guy was the one who did it. Uh, I guess Tom told them. Tom revealed that he knew that this guy owed Foster a lot of money or something. Yeah, I think that's implied or something, yeah. But it's so it's elaborate. Clear. Like, why go to these lengths? Because, like, the idea is, like, you would think the, the, impl- the, the implied reason for this ruse is that they get the soldier when he's alone with a gun to turn it on Taylor and cop dad, which is as good as a confession, I guess. Cause he, you know, I'm not going to jail copper, but the problem is that he only turns the gun on them after Taylor has essentially made it clear that he is a hundred percent convinced that yeah. this suspect did it. And as we've seen in the past, whenever Taylor is a hundred percent convinced that a suspect does it, there's no trial. <laughs> you're fucked. 
So yeah. like even if the suspect was innocent, he would still turn his gun on Cop Dead and Taylor. This is all like this is why in trials, circumstantial evidence and word of like and one's word does not count for as much as hard evidence. Yeah. Because there's a million explanations for this sequence of events. It's so stupid. Yeah. This is another uh, scene that like could work if the show were aware of like the problems that it's raising. And yeah, like, because if this were like, they wanted to lure him alone into the woods so that they could like basically outside of the court of law, like execute him or whatever. Um, that would make sense, but it's already yeah. been shown that uh, Taylor can do whatever he wants. So why yeah. they need to bring him out here to do this is just yeah, it does. It doesn't make I any sense. Know. I don't know. Uh, so, but Cop Dad is. I mean, Cop Dad is loving this. Of course, this is making him rock hard. This kind of frontier justice shit. He loves yeah. this shit. Yeah, yeah. Send him out in the woods. I'm yeah, doing backpack yeah, or a gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Except yeah. that he fucking doesn't, because the moment they actually do exile the dude, Cop Dad's like, "Ooh, man, he's a." Uh, He's pretty much fucked, isn't he? And Taylor's like, meh, maybe. And then they leave. <laughs> I do love that part where he's like, oh, man, that guy's going to die, isn't it? And Taylor's like, it's possible to survive. I've done it before. And it's like, ah. Yeah. Before you were saying, like, you don't care if he lives or you want him to die, basically, because he yeah. betrayed your trust as a soldier, blah, blah, blah. And now you're like, ah, eh, he might make it. It's fine. Yeah. Again, it's this thing where, like, the show has the noir trope, but because it is in this sort of like you this sort of sanitized universe it can't commit to sending a man to die at any yeah. time so yeah. even when this man is clearly going to die or at least the show but is he really because the sixers survived just fine and surely like and he's the sixers are around sixer it's gonna be like in saving private ryan you know and then he's gonna kill oh, yeah. one of the other main characters <laughs> it's gonna be, you know it's gonna be a tragedy about about man's inhumanity to man and the, and yes. the madness and chaos of combat exactly yeah uh, anyway, so it's this. just it's, <laughs> it's so muddled. Like the show can't decide; to, it, it can't commit to anything. It can't yes. commit to any one of its plot lines or any one of its threats. So it just keeps zigging and zagging and like trying to create the facade and like the feeling of a story with threats and stakes, but there are no threats and stakes. Like it just, <laughs> which actually brings us to the main reason why this episode is not good. And we were yes. sort of talking about this before, and I think you summed it up really well um and sort of what we've been saying at least what i've been saying like throughout this which is like all of the ideas that are present in this episode aren't necessarily bad ideas there yeah. could be interesting stuff going on a community that has its first you know a tiny community that has its first murder and somebody has to deal with it the idea of pioneered you know extra judicial yeah. justice and why having a court system can be a good thing uh yeah. uh you know, all these like themes and the things that they have going aren't noir is like, you know, tropes. They're yeah. fun. They can be fun tropes. Has some interesting things that could be going on, but they've set them as you said. Like they sanitize everything. They set themselves up as this very clean world that, like, now even like the basic, like assumptions of the world or like the basic just like set designs and the way things are filmed and stuff are starting to fall apart because they want us to believe that like. They they just want us to believe that this is you know it's really hard to survive in the jungle or whatever. Yeah. But then they co totally contradict that in the next sentence. And there are Sixers who seem to be surviving in the jungle and are apparently like a huge threat. So they seem to be yeah. doing just fine. And then they want to be like, oh, dinosaurs are dangerous, and you know you got to avoid them. But then they perform you know 
surgery on them on the battlefield and there's just all these inconsistencies yeah around it because it's... they're trying to sanitize it and they've been doing this for the previous episodes in the previous episodes it was fine because you know it was always sort of like feel-good stories like oh we got to find the cure before it's too late or something like that yeah but now it's just straight up like somebody was murdered by a dinosaur we need to figure out who it was and we're going to do all this like terrible shit in the course of trying to figure yeah. out who it was and they try and have to sanitize it because that's what they've been doing. Yeah. You know, that's what they've been keeping it clean for all the previous episodes and it just it's falls apart so yeah. hard. And it's, it's one of those things where like in earlier episodes it also wasn't as as much of a bother because the problem with this kind of zigzagging this kind of non-committal like towing the line of like actual danger and, and violence and and some darkness again like we i don't want every show to be like westworld just bleak just awful like just everybody is disemboweling each other and like there's no good humans and there's no jokes like i I don't want that but every time you bring up a threat and then completely defang it you can't bring it up again like i don't buy it anymore the moment that it's shown that the sixers will just kidnap cop dad talk to him a little bit, let him into a secret lair, then let him go with another hostage that they didn't have to release. <laughs> you can no longer say like, oh, the jungle's so dangerous, the Sixers will get you, or like the Sixers are really yeah. scary to like meet with. Because no, they're they're pansies. They like they have like <laughs> they they'll just go weak at the knees the moment that like <laughs> any sort of actual uh uh, uh uh malice is asked of them. Yeah. Um even if it's justifiable malice. And yeah. same thing with the jungle, like you say like, oh, it's so difficult to survive and things are so hard and they're going to die. And they're like, well, not it's act- now it's not actually that way. And so it's like, well, great. Now you can no longer you can use the jungle as a threat either. Stitch it back together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we can perform whatever. battlefield soldiery just like, because Cap Dad, it feels bad about killing the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just... Uh, uh, yeah, it, we it keeps undercutting itself. Yeah. Speaking of the Sixers, totally forgot. At the end of the episode, um, Josh and... Sarah? Uh, Sky. Sorry. Sky. Josh and Sky meet with. Um, oh my God. I'm terrible. With Mira. 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 Yeah. Uh, and Mira's like, I didn't ask for Sky to come here. Yeah. <laughs> and Josh is like, well, too bad. She's here. So fooey on you. Yeah. And Mira's like, okay. I don't give a shit. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but you're going to. This is the. This was the checkoff we were talking about. Checkoff's promise we were talking about before. Yeah. But. In the future, I'm going to ask you to do something and you're going to do it without hesitation. And Josh is like, that's vague and mildly threatening, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they take him away. And that's, yep. that's basically it. Then there's like a father-son moment where he's like, it's okay. You can work at the bar. You're an adult now. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. There was another little spat where, where Cop Dad was upset with jo- at, with Josh for working at the Skeevy Bar, but then Cop Dad decided, oh, you know what? You're an adult. You can work at the bar. Whatever. Just don't drink too much. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just am putting this together, but in the previous episodes, it's like, oh, if you want to bring your girl like through the portal, then you're gonna have to work with like skeezy German, who's actually yeah, Australian. skeezy German Tom guy. Yeah. yeah, skeezy German Tom, and he's you know he's with the Sixers. So oh shit, looks like he's gonna be indirectly working with Sixers. But nope, instead he was just working at the bar. Yep, yep. That yep. was his payment was to work <laughs> at the bar. Like a normal human being yep. who trades cer- like his labor for capital or for yep. whatever you want to call it yeah. for a service. Yeah. And it's just like this. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, okay. a, a couple details though I want to mention in that six sure. in that six was negotiation scene that I just love. Yeah. Is one, I brought this up to you before the recording, but when Mira sees Josh, she says, You're the cop's son. And then Josh <laughs> says, Or Josh, which is so good. <laughs> 
which is so good because it it's like amazing which is like yeah again i i don't know if the show is actually self-aware at this but it almost feels like the show being like yeah not it almost feels like this character breaking the fourth one being like not everything has to be about the cop for god's sake yeah uh but then the mirror stares him down and he's like or the cop son and it's like (laughs) oh my god um and then also just a small detail the reason why mira has pole is that she is the only one who can contact the future and arrange for because it's it's been implied that the sixers have some other portal or some other access to time travel and the future that allows them to go back and forth so so that's just, I, I have a feeling that's going to be brought up later, so I just want to mention that. that yeah, is, that's a good point, that's a good point. That is the plot mechanic in play here. Um, uh, I would actually also like to add the discussion we were having about the theme before. Um, the reason why they had, I think, why they had that like small side story with yeah. the dinosaur was, I think it was supposed to be, you know, comparing like, Oh yeah, with the, the egg, with the dinosaur it, yeah, the egg. egg. It's like the death that happens in the jungle and the death that humanity can bring, but also the life that humanity can bring, the life of the jungle. I think uh. it's supposed to be like this overarching theme, which again, it's like it's not a terrible idea. It's not like yeah. revolutionary or whatever, but like it can work. Like it again, as you were saying before, shows don't have to be super depressing or super dark. Shows don't have to be revolutionary to be enjoyable or to even make sense. Like yeah, and in all these tropes and these like. I don't want to like I don't want to make it sound like oh it's not you know so it's not so clever and so intelligent right right so, it's not it's not edgy and ironic and smart and enough and, for me yeah it's not postmodern enough for me I just don't like it yeah um, it's like, not deconstructing enough like a storyline will go by and I hardly see any uh, <laughs> tropes being deconstructed uh, I like my shows to be deconstructions of the genre thank you <laughs> exactly I don't want to be like that because. <laughs> There's a lot of pulp stuff that is very enjoyable. Sure, because yeah. Tropes exist for a reason, um, and trope and tropes used like well can be very entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. the original Star Wars, Star Wars Episode Four, is tropey as hell, but it's a great movie. It's a fun movie to watch. Yeah, everyone can enjoy it, and it's great. And so, like all these ideas, and like if they had executed it better, if you know they didn't have to have the kid gloves, and you know if the guys making the prosthetics and human bodies you know, <laughs> they can show off their talents a little bit more i think they could get away with some of the stuff that yeah trying to pull like some of the stuff they're trying to do but as you're saying before it's just the sanitizing and like they just everything it, this trope of like oh but there's also life in this harsh jungle or like oh yeah. humanity is capable of also like creating and not just destroying yeah i think comparing these two things and ending it on like this hopeful note could have worked if one it made sense that they were doing this on a dinosaur to begin with because it's yeah. just like ridiculous doing the surgery fit. yeah it yeah. doesn't fit on like the theme of the world but two if again as you're saying if that danger was actually present right right but like that danger or like that malice just isn't hasn't been shown by basically anybody yeah in the show except for maybe taylor who's probably a fascist yeah um and so like the fact that they brought this dinosaur like that this dinosaur is born and they bring it back to life it means nothing it means yeah, absolutely yeah. nothing yeah at the end yeah. it's just like oh they did a good thing again i guess that's nice yeah that, that's a good point it didn't even occur to me that this might be meant to 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 be like the thematic spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down because the medicine didn't taste like medicine it just tasted like gruel like it's all just <laughs> it's all just like the same there's no yeah. hint of of yeah, as you said, ugliness or, or darkness or threat or danger, which again doesn't have to be explicit. Like there are plenty of like PG entertainment that has real, like 
danger and i mean spielberg is kind of the master of this right of having yeah. like entertainment that is on the surface very family friendly and and palatable but has this kind of undercurrent of uncertainty and this kind of undercurrent of of danger to it um and it just it, yeah it, it doesn't come across here and that means that the sort of games it's trying to play with its various uh types of tones and scenes just doesn't doesn't yeah. work out well all right, cool. Well, so this is, I think, our first episode that I just, like, that left me more just like, oh, what, huh? Yeah. No. Uh, like, where I wasn't on board with it at all as I was watching it. Because for the yeah. past episodes, like, I watched it, and I'm like, no, that was okay. And then as I think about it, I'm like, well, they could have done this better and this better, and this was a yeah. little weird. This episode, I'm just like. This episode uh, was, yeah. It was outside outside of Taylor's outside of Taylor's how do you kill a man with a dinosaur <laughs> and the, uh, the uh, uh, you're the cop's kid. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Outside of that, uh, there wasn't much here for there me. There wasn't a whole lot. Yeah. Um, but hopefully it'll. Uh, There's always it'll come next back. episode. There's always the next episode, which I mean, we'll this, still watch. <laughs> this was kind of another bottle episode in that, like, we got some yeah. plot lines with Josh, but like, I doubt they'll bring this up again for the yeah. rest of the season, unless there's another murder. I can say <laughs> I guarantee you the next time there's a murder, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> like nobody I makes mean, a big a deal. It, the first time it happens, big deal. Second time it happens, you know, yeah. just desensitized to it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think I think that'll wrap it up for this. Uh, thank you guys so much for sticking around. Uh, as always, we are reachable on all the socials as uh, One Season Wonders. That's the numeral one, not O-N-E, but the number one, Season Wonders. Uh, we're at, season, at One Season Wonders on Twitter, at One Season Wonders on Facebook. Uh, our Gmail is uh, One Season Wonders at Gmail. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. If you enjoy it, uh, we would love for you to give us a little review on Apple Podcasts, uh, just so so we can feel warm and fuzzy. And also, I think it does algorithm things that are cool. I don't know. <laughs> I, I've been told that science, science, <laughs> science happens. If you hey, if you want to do science, leave a review. That's that's mad <laughs> science right there. It'll be this crazy experiment where Neil- we. If- We'll see if we get more popular than watch us. <laughs> Hypothesis. If you leave us a review, it will make us happy. Test it. Test it. Uh, but yeah, so thanks as always. Uh, bro, I don't know if there's anything else you want to, to say or to drop. No. Let's, let's look forward to a new beginning. Yeah. So we're crossing the halfway point with the next episode, episode seven. Oh, boy. So uh, gear up. I'm guessing that actually the plot is going to start to kick into high gear now. So buckle up for that. Uh, and as always, I guess this has been One Season Wonders. I've been your co-host, Jeff Zuschlag. I've been your co-host, Mark Zuschlag. And we are tuning out. Goodbye. Hey everyone, I'm Holly Laurent, and I have a new podcast called Mega. Each week, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Ross Kimball and Greg Hess. It's a fully improvised podcast existing in a fictional mega church called Twin Hills Community Church. Each week, we have a different comedian on playing a new character who works at the church. You can find us on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts, and I promise you, church is about to get a whole lot funnier. Campfire. 